Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 176 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Man, I got a good, I got a good show here for you guys today. All right, um, great show featuring my guy Sean Davis. Um, you know, I will give him an introduction once you hear that segment. In that segment, you'll hear me give him an introduction. This is a pre-recorded segment. We recorded this segment yesterday. Uh, it was a pretty good segment. Takes up the bulk for the show. Um, we talk basketball, the the playoff race. We talk about his Lakers, my Heat. Um, we talk a little bit of WrestleMania. So it's a it's a good portion of the show. So um, all I'm gonna give you guys today. We're gonna get into some boxing. I feel like we haven't gotten into any boxing um, as of late. But now that you know, fights are starting to heat up, and more is starting to happen as we start to lean into that um, you know. Spring, you know, spring, early summer. That's when the that's when the big fights start to happen, for the most part. And um, we're 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 getting closer to that. Is we got the Spence and Ugas fight next weekend, but this weekend we have three fights to talk about. Um, we might as well go in order. All right. Um, so we're gonna talk boxing, and um, then I'll you know the the segment with me and Sean from yesterday will come on, and that'll be it for you guys today. Um. Yeah, man, so let's jump right... Oh, and happy opening day to all my baseball fans. Let's go, Jays. All right, let's have ourselves a year, okay? But um, let's jump into this boxing stuff, man. So let's go in order. So tomorrow... Tomorrow morning? Or is it Saturday morning? I think it's Saturday morning. Hold on, let me pull it up. I think it's Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Is when the main event may start. They may start the main, the Triple G main event may start. Okay, so Triple G, he's returning to the ring for the first time. I don't think Triple G has fought since um this, ooh, December twenty twenty. Yeah, Triple G hasn't fought in a year and some change. Um, so it's been a while, and it's also been a while for his opponent. Um, Mr. Ryota Morata, uh, he hasn't fought since December of 2019, so both guys coming off a layoff, you know, and I don't know, man, I don't know, both of these guys are old, you know, both, both of these guys are old, Triple G's 39, his opponent's 36, so he, he got the right opponent, right, he got the correct opponent. And I say that because we all know what Triple G is trying to get to. He's trying to get to that trilogy fight in September with Canelo Alvarez. That's what he's trying to get to. He's trying to get to his last big payday. Um, and, and we know that. He knows that. So to go against somebody who is not necessarily a threat to you or your your upcoming plans, I get it. I get it because this is a fight that he should win. And even though he has not looked like the Triple G of old, he has just looked old as of late. But you get in there with somebody who's 36, as it has been around for a while, hasn't fought in two years. This guy hasn't fought. The last time this guy fought, there was no pandemic. So, yeah, this this was a good good choice of opponent for him, man. Um, but, listen. If he loses this fight, there's no way he fights Canelo. There's no way. There's no way. If somehow Triple G goes out there and loses to this guy, oh, yeah, he can kiss that Canelo fight away. Kiss it goodbye. Because there's no way Canelo gets in there with you after that. Or maybe he does because he looks at you as easier pickings now. But, nah. I I, I hope for Triple G's sake he doesn't lose. 
But this this is the problem, man. This is one of the problems in boxing. I I, I I'm not putting this on Triple G because Triple G's old. He's had his bigger fights already. He's done, you know, bigger things already. But in general, right? We got these guys with the star power getting in a ring with guys who most of us don't even know. That's a problem. And we got all of these belts and all of these opponents. It's like, okay, I understand everybody wants to fight for the belts, right? Prime example, you look at what Canelo did at 168. Everybody wants to fight Canelo. But everybody wants to fight Canelo for multiple reasons. One of the reasons that he says is payday, right? I get that. Canelo also has four belts. Some guys do still want to fight for the belts. But there's also other guys in in these divisions that, you know, should be fighting each other as well before they can even get a chance at the strap. And I understand that as well. So... You look at the WBC, the WBA, uh, the WBO, IBF, you know, all these boxing commissions, the big four. You look at the big four. There shouldn't be, this shouldn't be hard, right? Why not just set up tournaments, right? Contenders versus contenders, you know, set up a, a fight. And the winners move on, face each other, and then the winners out of that get a title shot. Like, I, like how hard could that be? It, it shouldn't be that hard, but yet it is because we got promoters. We got TV networks. Um, we got streaming services. So many hands in the pots. And then on top of that, you got the boxing commissions, the councils. It, it, it's, it's so many hands in the pot, man. So that's why you get fights like... What we're about to see this weekend with Ryan Garcia versus a man who... Come on, fam. Come on, fam. Come on. But he's supposed to be the next big thing, right? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. You can't you can't sit here and tell me, Oscar De La Hoya, this on that golden boy, that you guys are trying to build a star, but he isn't fighting anybody. He is not fighting anybody. I can't get behind that, man. I, that's why I can't stand Ryan Garcia. One, I just don't like him in general. I, I've been telling you guys for years, you know, Ryan Garcia is an Instagram model who just happens to box. I don't look at him as a real boxer. Um, you know, DAZN is on his payroll, and they they post his, his uh, highlights from the... Um, oh, my God. Post his damn highlights from Obama's second term, and it's just like the... Don't nobody want to see that, man. Like, don't nobody want to see all that old. Like, when when you gonna get in the ring with a real killer, man? When you gonna when you gonna get a real belt, man? When you gonna get a real belt? So also in the zone this weekend, Ryan Garcia is back in the ring, and who knows? Like, I can't I can't even get excited, man, for these fights, bro. I can't even get excited for these fights because they don't mean anything. They don't mean anything, like. I was thinking about going to the Javante Davis fight next month because it's in Brooklyn. That's not far. But it's like, do I want to see him get in there with that guy? Now, granted, some of the tank's opponents have given him problems when I don't think they should have, but there's no strap on the line. There's no implications that a strap will be in the future for either of these guys. It's like, man, what, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing, man? It's frustrating as a fan because, like, we know what fights we want and we're not getting them, man. We're not getting them. We're not getting them. That's why I'm so excited for this Erickson Lubin and Sebastian Fundora fight because these are two guys who right now are trying to get back in the title picture and this fight could get them back in. These are two hungry, young, hungry lions about to get in the ring with each other. These aren't guys who are at the end of their rope, a young guy fighting somebody at the end of the rope, or or just um, two guys. Like, you understand what I'm saying? We got a real fight this weekend on Showtime. This is a legitimate fight. This is legit, right? These guys are, are getting in the ring, and 
Granted, this is for um, I believe the WBC interim. This is one of the interim titles. Um, yeah, the super uh, welterweight. Yeah, the interim super welterweight title. All right. So that means they um that they, they should be next in line for a real title shot, right? They should be next in line because these guys are, you know, they're getting back in the swing of things. Um, both of them came off of law, not losses. I know Sebastian Fundor had had a draw, um, some years ago, and you know we know what happened with Erickson Lubin when he got in the ring with Jamel Charlo five years ago, but these guys have been on the tear since, right? And right now, at super welterweight, you know, it's, we know what it is, man. We know what it is at super welterweight. (laughs) We know who's up there. And we know what these guys are going after. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do this. Let's get them in the ring. And let's get these guys a title shot at whoever wins because these guys have done it. They've beaten who they needed to beat. All right. And, like, you look around the super welterweight division. Um, you know, we got Brian Castaño and um, Charlo about to fight again. We know that. Um, you got Jared Hurd. He's still around. All right. You got Jason Rosario, who's Eric Lubin is beaten. So, you look around the super welterweight division at 154 and who's left these are the guys to beat right now. These are the guys that sh- we should be watching. So let's take a look at the tail of the tape. Um, let's start off with um, my guy Erickson Lubin. 24-1-0. His only one defeat was to Jamel Charlo back in 2017 in that uh, first round knockout. Um, he stands at 5-9.5 with a 74-inch reach. He is uh, he fights out of the southpaw stance. 26 years old. He's won his last six fights. Um, like I said, he's been on the tear since losing to Jamel Charlo in 2017. A win Saturday should get him back in the mix for the winner of that Castaño and Charlo fight. Like, if if somebody could tell me, guarantee me that the winner of this fight will get a title shot, I would believe it. But without even telling me, I could I could see that more than likely, man, the winner of this fight should be facing the winner of Castaño and um, Charlo. You know, all he's done since then is improved. So you look at Sebastian Fedora, who's won his last five, but there's been TKOs and KOs involved in his fights. All right, he's the, he's at 18 0 and one, stands at six five and a half with an 80 inch reach. Now we already know um, when we get the taller fighters versus the the shorter fighters, you know it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting fight either way because either the shorter fighter nobody really has an advantage. Right, you usually you would think the taller fighter would have the advantage, but that's not always true, um, as we've seen in the past with guys like Jared Hurd or guys like David Benavidez. When they fight, they don't fight tall, right? They fight to their opponent's height, and you can get yourself in trouble that way. I see we see that a lot with Jared Hurd, and you look at the opposite side of that. You go back to the day to Mike Tyson, he was chopping guys down. Or, or today with Canelo, when he goes up to 175 and fights guys that are 6'5", six, 6'4", six, six, and he's knocking them down. He's knocking them out 6'2", 6'3", 6 and above when you're standing below 5'11", right? So, look at this fight with Sebastian Fedora and Erickson Lubin. Erickson Lubin having 5.5 um, you know, uh, inches, giving it up on a reach. Um, he's giving up... What down at half a foot in height, right? So you would expect Sebastian Fundora to try to keep Erickson Lubin at bay with the jab, um, you know, use his reach to his advantage, keep him back. And as as Erickson Lubin, you know, the key to victory for him is to try to get inside, get around that long jab, put some water in the basement, get to the body, and then chop the top. Understand what I'm saying? But you got to move, you got to move as well, keep moving. Use the ring. Try not to get caught on the ropes. It, it, it's going to be a good fight, though. Both of these guys have knockout power. Um, I'm excited for him, man. I'm rolling with Erickson Lubin. I think this is his time. I think that both of these fighters know what's at stake here. They know that a win here could 
very well put them back in a title fight, in a big money fight. And I think that, man, Erickson Lubin, we that was a weird knockout against Charlo. Um, I don't think he was ready for that fight. He was only, what, 21 at the time. But now, 26 years old, he's been through some things. He's, he's gotten some more wins under his belt. He's seen different things. He's fought different guys. I would love to see him and Charlo back in the ring together. Would love to see that fight again. Would love to see that fight again. And then you look at the flip side. If Sebastian Fandora comes out of this and gets a fight, man, 6'5", and a half, 80-inch reach against the Charlo. Oh, my goodness. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um, so either way, man, I would like to see these guys um, have a good fight this weekend. I Like, with me working so much, I haven't really been able to watch a lot of the fights that's been put on this year, but won't be working Saturday. So I'll be involved, man. I'll be involved. I'm t- I might even wake up and watch the Triple G fight. I might. I might wake up and watch the Triple G fight. I'll see. I'll see. Um, let's see, man. Yeah, that's all I got for you guys on the boxing tip. We'll talk more next weekend. Um, next week with the um, the Spence fight. Break that one down for you a little more in depth. Um, it's my first show back since the move, so I'm just, just trying to get my feet wet, man. Um, but, yeah, next up, we got the Sean shooting it with Sean, man. That's, that's what the segment will be called, but it's, it's damn near a show. Um, so enjoy that, and then I'll see you guys on the other side of that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so this man right here is someone I call a friend, which are, uh, you know, they're hard to come by in this industry. He's a co-host of the sports podcast, the Sports Headline Show, contributor for the site that I'm also featured on, NFL Sapien. And one of the guys who have had the unfortunate privilege of breaking down film over at Lakers Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Sean Davis. Sean, welcome, brother. How you feeling? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for the intro. Uh, it's been it's been a long time coming, coming back on the show. I think it's been about two years since I've been bro, back. It's been, but... it's, been, it's been a brick, bro. It has been a brick. And it's crazy because I've been on your show multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> So, like, let's not have the people thinking that, you know, I just I banned you from the show. Right. No, that's not true. That He just has to come back. I, I don't know what happened. Um, I've been on his show multiple times. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, but like it's, I mentioned. It's like if a, yeah, if a rapper it's like if a rapper gets you on their, their album, eventually I have to do a feature on yeah. yours. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I keep, you know, keep coming to your, keep working on your albums. And it's like, I can't even get you right. in the studio for mine. It's like. And then by the time the album's done, it's like, well, I'll try to get him next time. Um, like I said, this man works over at Lakers Nation. And, you know, I, I text you every time I watch a Lakers game because oh, for man. whatever reason, they kept putting them on national television. And every time they lose, I always had something to say to you. What, like, what do you think or where did things go wrong for this team? How much time? I mean, hey, man. I, hey. I, I, I can... It's a lot to talk about. Um, I think the biggest thing, the first problem was the rush trade because that either had to like astronomically be great or it was going to fail or like not mm-hmm. be good because it had to be great. Otherwise, if it's not great, if the pairing doesn't work out, then you're you're screwed, right? Um, I don't think anybody – I remember I was still working at Chick-fil-A at the time. And I forget how, I think a customer had like gotten an alert or something, or maybe I have my phone on me still. Don't, don't tell them. Um, <laughs> maybe I have my phone on me still, but like I somehow got in a somewhat, somehow I found out Russ got traded and I yelled out the loudest bomb ever. I promise you, bro. I was so <laughs> pissed that we yeah. got Russ. Um, I mean, after a while, I was like, eh, okay, maybe this could work. But I don't think anybody could have seen it being this bad. Um, yeah. and then you give a defensive coach a roster of the uh, 35 and up players who can't guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, so either Frank is like an idiot, I mean, he's saying the roster because, like, I always use this NFL analogy you're a Packers fan, and you know, Matt LaFleur in the scheme, he likes to run. He likes, like, for example, he likes tight ends that could block a little bit, right? Or he likes, right. like, but would Matt LaFleur draft a tight end? That if he had to stay on the roster, if he would, would he draft the tight end that can't block? No, absolutely it's not. Stupid. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't think Frank had to stay on the roster. Um, 
I do think part of those injuries, like LeBron, AD, and Russ only played 21 games together. Mm-hmm. AD, he only played 40 games this season. LeBron's at 56, I think, at the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Did Kendrick Nunn ever play? No, he never played. Wow. Um, so part of it's injuries, too, but I mean, like, Look around the entire NBA, Miami. You're the Heat, for example. Yeah, team. Yeah. yeah, like you know, Kyle Lowry, yeah. Lowry, Butler, and Bam have only played like they haven't played a lot together. Yeah. You go to Toronto, uh, OG and Anobi, Freddie, Fred VanVleet, uh, mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam, and Gary Trent Jr. They only play like 19 games together. So, like, I don't even want to use the injury thing as an excuse because everybody's going through injuries, right? right. So it's just a lot. I don't think Frank was good this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was telling Trevor Lane, joking, that's like I picked the worst season to start covering the Lakers. Yeah, like for sure, for sure. Uh, um, you know, you mentioned Frank, and I think what was the stat? It was like what thirty nine starting ro- starting lineups this 39. season. Thirty nine, and what thirty one wins. Yeah, AD said something along the lines of we have, we have more starting lineups than win wins. So- Damn, bro, that that's sad. That's 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 sad. That's a problem. And and when you have so many, when you're trying to fit these pieces into a puzzle, and it's like, you know, you, you got pieces that don't mesh, or or you try to bend the puzzle, bend a piece until it breaks into place. You try this so many different times, and this is like ultimately it didn't work. And when you can't build real chemistry with your team, and, and you keep switching the lineups night in and night out, how can you be successful? You can't. It's not going to work. Um, and then, of course, you know, the Westbrook trade, That it, I just feel like he never lived up to what people expected. I mean, personally, I didn't have high expectations for him. But mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, people try to make it seem like we all make him the scapegoat of the Lakers' problems. I mean, that's not true. But, bro, you can't sit here and tell me that he has not been bad this like he has been bad throughout the year, consistently yeah. bad. You know? Yeah. And I mean no, also like, so. I get it. I, I, I sympathize to some degree with Russ. I sympathize mm-hmm. to some degree with Frank. Because like mm-hmm. Russ, like nobody's role changes more on a night to night basis than Russell Westbrook. Like his role is vastly different from when he's on the floor with A D to when he's on the floor with LeBron, when it's all three of them, or when he's like in like like you meant, 39 different starting lineups. So his role, he's the only guy that's played every game. I think he's played every game so far this year for the Lakers. He's the only mm-hmm. guy that has his role changing legit every single, if not every other, maybe not every game. Like every mm-hmm. field, Russ goes from, oh, crap, that looked good. Oh, crap, this guy's back into the lineup. So he has to change his role again. And I sympathize right. with Frank a little bit because – He's gonna he's gonna get fired. Like, and I'm not gonna oh, yeah. sit up here and say Frank's been good this year because he hasn't. Mm-hmm. But I do sympathize. For you only get a one year deal, one year extension, and you're you just won a championship 18 months months ago. So if anything, right. he, he's gonna get fired for one because he's Rob Palenka's excuse to keep mm-hmm. his job. Like, hey, ah, oh, no, you, no, no, not me. So Frank's Frank get fired. You, you feel me? So. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I feel bad for Frank. In some ways, in some ways, I feel bad for Russ. But I mean, they those have they've been bad this year for mm-hmm. the large majority of the season. There's other problems too. There's not just one person to blame. It's like a million things to blame, honestly. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, they they've been bad for a large portion of the season. Um, I, I go back to um, you know, when things went downhill in that uh, Suns series. And, you know, the fallout from that, I just think that they looked at that as, oh, we need to clean house. And that wasn't true. I mean, there was no reason to get rid of Caruso, Kuzma, uh, guys like KPJ, um, not KPJ, um, what's the guy's name? KCP. Um, KCP. Yeah, it's like, I don't think that was necessary, especially when you think about what you got in return in Westbrook. And yeah. then the whole roster just aged. Overnight, you get bringing Melo, Trevor Reza. Like, come on, bro. What are we doing? And every time I watch the Lakers, they just looked like 15 miles slower than everybody else they were playing. 15 miles well, slower. They don't move the ball offense. Like, I, I tweeted this out last night. It's like, you look at every single championship contender. It's like you guys, Miami, Miami, mm-hmm. Boston, 
uh, Milwaukee, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Golden State. They all have great coaches. They all move the ball freaking like crazy on offense. And they mm-hmm. play good defense. The Lakers yeah. don't have any of that this year. At all. And then you go back to the other night, you know, the season's on the line. And LeBron gets the ball and, you know, he airballs a three. And, you know, people want to talk about that. But look can, at – Can I rant really what, quickly? You know, go, go do what you got to do. LeBron can't win, dude. Like, seriously. Oh, like, if Le- LeBron shoots that shot – Oh, he's oh, selfish. Da da da. LeBron yeah. technically had AD open right next to him. If a, yeah. if LeBron passes that ball to AD and AD misses that shot, or he, he, he makes the shot. Oh, LeBron, right. he's not clutch. Kobe would never. MJ would never. Right. Man, what, bro? I've never seen somebody get more just like slandered for random crap, dude. Like it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, and and you look at how that shot came about. It wasn't like it was drawn up for him to get the ball right there. It's just they have no other ball handler in that situation, and they panic, as always in that moment. They panic and say, oh, here, here just give it to LeBron. You got two people on your He'll face. He pumped twice. He pumped twice and still couldn't get a good look. You understand what I'm saying? It's like you put they put him in these positions and then expect him to just always be Superman. And at his age – he shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. He shouldn't have to be dropping 50-plus just to win or 30-plus just That's to be in the thing. game. That's another thing, too. Like, people always say, oh, look. It's, it's a difference when, like, you're, like, legit. The Lakers, they can't win unless LeBron quote-unquote stat pads. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's not stat padding to me. Stat padding is like what, no disrespect, what Russ was doing a few years ago, just filling up empty mm-hmm. stats that don't mean anything right. and don't equate to winning. If LeBron doesn't have 40, it's like legit. The Lakers have won four games since the All-Star break. LeBron yep. had, I think, 38-plus in all four. And it's sad because, you know, they bring AD in. I'd be 35-plus. And you expect him to be that guy for the team, and you would have thought by now LeBron would be taking a sort of a back seat to what's going on, especially after that championship season. But it hasn't changed because AD can't stay on the court. So that makes me think, you know, is it time for AD to pack his bags and get the hell out of L.A.? Or should we, you know, should they keep him and try to keep him on the court? Because I don't know, man. It's hard to be a fan you know, I love LeBron, so I, I ultimately I, I also support the Lakers as my Western Conference, one of my Western Conference teams. But it's hard to support the team when even when AD is back on the court, it's like you're holding your breath because you know, okay, so at some point in this game, he's gone anxiety. again. <laughs> you the know? anxiety. Like, I promise you every time, like me and Trevor do our play-by-plays, and he just like goes down, we like literally collectively hold our breath. Like, oh, no, not again. Okay, okay, he's yeah. fine. He's fine. He's fine. But, I mean, I don't think – the Lakers aren't going to trade Anthony Davis unless mm-hmm. Anthony Davis and Clutch, because unfortunately it's like a, it's a partnership with AD, Clutch, yeah. LeBron, and the Lakers uh-huh. organization. So they're not just going to trade Anthony Davis, like, out of the blue. Right. Yeah. To request a trade, our Clutch is going to say, we're not liking what's going on here. Get him out. We, we, wanna, we want him to be traded. Uh, if that doesn't happen – now, there is a rumor, I think, that started if LeBron doesn't want to re-up after next. He's on a contract for next season, too. If he doesn't yeah, want to resign. One more, one more, right? It's one more. If he doesn't want to resign okay. for another year, at least after next season, there's a rumor out there that the Lakers might trade them both. And I'm assuming. Hmm. And, then, and then you had the whole LeBron talking about how he wants to play with Steph. I'm like, oh, man, LeBron, mm-hmm. stop. Just stop talking. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think eventually, at some point, look. I think the Lakers have to figure. They have to see what LeBron wants. LeBron mm-hmm. wants if he's not re-signing for another year, I'm not wasting all my future potential assets. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, I'm not trading mm-hmm. those picks in the future for a lot. Let's say LeBron does resign for at least one more year. The Lakers are gonna have to bat a hundred out of a hundred to even make this roster compatible next season because of how bad mm-hmm. you have to make up everything wrong from the Westbrook trade. And then you just look at the West. The West is getting better next year. It's not going to be as bad as it was this year. Like, this is a yeah. bad oh, yeah. Western Conference year. Yeah, it, it's only going to get uh, like, more difficult. Like, you look at what's going on in Memphis. 
Memphis, they have in they Dallas. Have, Memphis has two like, draft picks. Yeah, uh, man. Dallas have Luca. Uh, mm-hmm. The Suns are bringing everybody back. They signed Aiden, mm-hmm. and that should be pretty easy to do. Uh, and and the Clippers two, will be fully seasons, healthy. Yeah, exactly. With two seasons of uh, first round exit and then missing the playoffs, it's like, okay, is LA even um, a desirable destination anymore? Like guys aren't want to want to come to play aren't going to want to go play in L.A. Even though it's LeBron and A.D., it's L.A., it's the Staples Center. Oh, excuse me, it's the crypto arena. Um, guys aren't want to go there, man. Like, guys are going to want to go to these places where it's like, okay, we can win here. Yeah, I can't win out there right now. It doesn't look like I can win out there. And you, bring, you brought up a good point about possibly, you know, if LeBron doesn't want to re-up, maybe they trade him. I think about Devontae and Aaron, um, you know, my, like you know, I, I haven't spoke about this at all since. But <laughs> prior to the Adams trade, I you know I was like, look, man, either pay him what he's what he's worth or trade him, right? And then with Rogers, it's like I didn't want him to retire, but if he did want to leave, trade him now because you know somebody will send a haul and you can get something back, right? Send, gonna, Same thing yeah. with LeBron here. If you guys want to leave. You don't want him to leave, but if you guys know going into this last season, this guy is not going to re-up with us. But he is still playing out of his mind. Somebody will want him. So let's get something in return now and just let's let's start the rebuild. Let's start the process over. If you get rid of LeBron and AD, you can get a lot in return for them right now rather yeah, than after next season, after more has been on their bodies, you know? There's also a rumor, I think, that there, it would be a package deal. So you're mm-hmm. definitely going to get – you're going to get a haul. For LeBron mm-hmm. and AD, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I mean, again, you don't want LeBron to leave, but right. it's rather get nothing. It's rather get something than nothing, I suppose. Exactly. Um, exactly. And that's just how sports work. Um, yep. But again, and it's just so important to make see what LeBron wants because if he wants to come back for one more year at least uh, after next season, okay, bet now we can do everything we can to build a competitive roster. Phoenix, they bringing everybody back. The Clippers will be fully mm-hmm. healthy. Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. he might even be back this year for the playoffs potentially. Right. Denver's gonna be fully healthy. This, uh, yep. Who am I missing? Golden, Gold, they're running Gold back. State, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like I'm still missing a lot of teams. Like the West point point is the West is gonna be really really good next year. Yep. Um, so y- you just have to see what LeBron wants, and that's gonna be the biggest thing outside of like it's... fixing whatever the hell that rush trade was. Right. So when you talk about how, um, you know, how stacked the West is, even, you know, right now, as, as we're sitting here, I have, you know, I've been packed the Lakers up, cooked them, you know, they're, they're done. I've been told everybody they were done. It's like, everybody's like, oh, the play. I got the text messages. I, yeah, yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm aware. Yeah. My thing is, and the same thing I would tell my mom about the Ravens last season, towards the end of their, their season when they were almost in a wild card. It's like, all right. If they do, the Lakers did get to the playoffs. What would have been the point? Like, what was there to have, yeah. to really look forward to with this roster? Like, I'm glad the Suns did what they did last night because they would have done it four times had they have seen each other in the playoffs. It would have been a clean. It would have been a clean sweep, man. Honestly, Braun might have gone them one. No, I don't know, man. Braun might have gone them one. But even man. then, like, I, I can't like disagree per se, but. Mm. Braun is Braun still. Yeah. But it's like a 31 team making it to the playoffs. It's only so far they can go on yeah. Braun's greatness. You know what I mean? It, it, and it's just like it would have been more disappointing for them to make it to the playoffs and then to see LeBron go home in the first round two years in a row. That would have hurt me more than them missing the playoffs. So they missed the playoffs. Yeah. like, all right, the regular season was trash. But you get to the playoffs and then you get smoked. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Two years in a row by the same team. Two years in a row by the same team. That's embarrassing. I, I wasn't. I would not have stood for Jay Crowder sending LeBron home again. I would have had to fly to Phoenix and beat. <laughs> oh man, I hate Phoenix. Jay Crowder. I can't, y'all know. Y'all know I can't stand I him, bro. Jay I hate that man, bro. I, he was I on the Heat too. Him. Exactly. I, I something. Like when he played with us. All right, man. He was on the champ. He was on the team that went to the title, man. Yeah. You still hate him. <laughs> I still didn't like him. I didn't like the shot selection, bro. I hate him. Uh, Always his, have. Yeah. And he always, always kicked the foot. Oh, man. I, yeah. yeah. My, my yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh. So, when we talk about the play-in, right, do you like the play-in? 
I don't I don't I do you like do you like the play in? I think it's good for basketball. I do. I think it's good for the NBA. Like, I think it just adds another level of excitement. Like, especially for those, like, nine and ten. Like, you look at the East, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the, of why the plan is not good. Or, like, if you're against the West. Like, mm-hmm. more the plan. Like, like, I think the plan's good for the NBA. Go to the Eastern Conference and look like Anna is... They're, they're mm-hmm. firing all cylinders right now. Trey Young is a dirt. Oh, yeah. We know that. Charlotte, Trey. We know that. Uh, Charlotte can't guard a parked car. I mean, they're fun. And, like, you just, you just get, like, winning in situations. Like, like for example, let's say probably won't happen. Let's say Cleveland beats for that first game, mm-hmm. right? This title, by the way, for you guys, you'll be scared. You better hope Brooklyn beats Cleveland. Um, Everybody's a title contender. Well, what if they have to face Atlanta? And Trey just has one of those games where he yeah. just goes for 50. Or they kept yeah, the seven threes. And, you're gone. and you're, you're gone. gone. So I think it just brings that another uh, element of excitement. Like, if you go to the West, for example, we know more than likely the 7-8 and eight is going to stay Minnesota and the Clippers. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there's not, like, congrats, San Antonio. Congrats, Pelicans on quote-unquote overachieving, I guess. But you're probably you're probably not gonna win, right? Or yeah. one, you'll beat knock the other team and you'll lose to the Clippers or the Timberwolves, right? You go to the yeah. East though, like it's legit fun and like the Cavs who have been really good all season long, they might get knocked out. So I, I'm for the plan. I think it's good for the NBA. Um reason they still do it because I mean, first off, tickets and money and oh, uh, yeah. people love it. So I like it. I think it's good for basketball. Let me tell you something. I don't give a damn about the Brooklyn Nets. I hope they get the East. <laughs> I want them in the first round. Like, we've played we them very smoke. well all season. Yeah, we only lost them twice this year. I'm not worried about them, man. I send the full strength. And, you know, I don't give a damn. I don't, man. I'm not scared of Kyrie. I'm not scared of KD. We got something for them. And, hey, if Ben, Simmons finally, if he, if ben Simmons finally wants to clock in, he can come on down, too. <laughs> Understand what I'm saying because he still hasn't clocked clock? in yet. He, <laughs> he ain't clocking the clock work yet. yet. Come on, bro. Bro ain't even clock in yet. That's crazy. That is insane that he's still they're talking about ramping up. I, if I hear the words ramping, <laughs> ramping up, up one more goddamn time, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over I, th- it. You, I think we could agree though. You you would rather face Cleveland than Brooklyn. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, but I know I know either way, man, it, it's it's gonna be a good series either way. Because everybody is good this year. It's like it doesn't matter what seed you are, how many regular seasons. It's a different season. It's a different in the season. Guys in the play East. different in the playoffs, man. Guys yeah. play different in the playoffs. Outside of Chicago you know? and maybe and maybe Cleveland, there's not a team in the in the East where I'm like, I want to play them. Like I'm like full like I I mean, for example, are one of these top contenders. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm praying we can get Chicago. I'm praying we can get Cleveland. The other teams, I'm at least like, ooh, that could be tough. Yeah, like, because everybody like, can play. Boston, yeah. Milwaukee. Um, I think but somebody's gonna somebody is going to take Milwaukee out early, bro. I, I don't see them making a run. I don't see I think, them making a run. I think somebody's Toronto, gonna take them out early. Look at the uh standings right now. I think Toronto's gonna knock out Philly. I Philly to me. I do not trust Philly. Oh yeah, I have no faith in them. No faith no, in Philly. I have no faith in them. No faith it only them adds to the fuel that Doc is the coach too. Oh man, <laughs> Philly. <laughs> They're done. I mean, like, really, in my opinion, they're like second round exit at best. If the Hawks get in, right, they make the playoffs. I, Lord knows what Trey is going to what do. What Trey's going to do. I mean, do. W- w- that's all it is, bro. The, it, it, we saw it last year, the run he went on. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't put it past them to make a run. But you look at the top seeds, Boston is a problem, man. Boston's a problem. They are frightening to me. Even though we beat them the last time we played them. And you know nobody talked about that because like, <laughs> nobody cared. Because everybody Miami. was talking, everybody was too busy about the uh, huddle thing. I'm curious. What, I'm sure you probably talked about it by now. But from my vantage point, oh well, I'm curious what you have I to say. But from from my vantage point, I was like, y'all overreacting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if this was any other team, it feels like some average ass team. Like if this was the Wizard, right? Mm-hmm. Like in nobody like. Then, then maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's a problem because, like that, like the coach isn't Spo, and mm. like it's it's not Miami. 
Miami has the culture established. Jimmy wanted to be there, so Jimmy knew what he was getting himself into. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not it's not like it's some average ass coach in there. That's Eric Spolstra, probably the best yeah. coach in the NBA. And UD yeah. was in it too. U- UD being involved was actually another indicator. I'm like, oh, this is nothing. If UD yeah. wasn't involved, then maybe we have something. Because I'm like, yeah. crap, where's UD at? But from my advantage, point, I was like, man, y'all tripping. Like, there's not there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah, um, you know, Kuzma had said it best. Like, nobody said anything about Miami until then. Bro, Miami had been the number one seed since, like, Christmas. Like, Miami, nobody cared about the number one seed until we lost it. Now it's, oh, Boston's the number one seed after being in the sixth seed all year. And it's like, bro, Miami has been winning all year. Nobody said Mm -hmm. a word. Nobody said a word. And since the little incident, which wasn't even that serious, looks and listen, serious, man. Bro. When you're winning, you're that's what I want. I want my team to look like that. They care. They care. Right. They care. I don't. I don't you want you lose a few games. Yeah, they I needed know. that. That was a kick in the ass. That jump started. They have. They've won five straight since. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, they like just put 144 do. points up on the Charlotte Hornets last. Charlotte. Now again, Charlotte can't guard the shit. But still. The Heat, the Heat are fine, man. They are okay, and this is like, this has been one of my the best seasons in a while. Like even the you know going to the finals in 2019, but as a regular season, this has been the best Miami Heat se- team I've seen in a while, in a long time. Like I was even thinking about how they put up the playoff push graphic, and I think about like the last five years. Like bro, I remember. Being in that nine and ten, and then seeing us above the line and eight and fighting to get just the seventh seed, bro. We're the number one seed. It hasn't been a struggle all year. Like mm-hmm. that's that's cool. It's cool as hell to see. Like I haven't seen anything like this since the LeBron era. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So looking forward to see what Miami does. I'm glad you know Tyler Hero. Oh man, he's been <laughs> so good. He's been great. You know what I mean? I, he's been great. Um, Bam has been great. Uh, I love what Lowry's been doing with for us and Oladipo. And yeah, man, this this Heat team is going to be a problem in the playoffs. I think the only team that I would look Milwaukee, I think, could beat you guys. But oh yeah, yeah. I, I, would, the, I wouldn't. The team, the team, I think matches up really, really well with you guys. I know you just beat them, but I think Boston, the seven game series, they could really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tatum, you guys shut down Tatum though in that four. Um, but I don't know, man. I think they run a lot of good stuff. They play the right way, and they're the best defense mm-hmm. in the league too. Yeah, uh, they, they so. had uh, Joel Embiid in prison. They in had prison. Him in prison, in prison. So I, um, I'm excited for the playoffs, man. I think oh, yeah. I think on both sides it's going to be pretty good. I'm excited. You know, I love Luca, so I would love to see what the Mavs do. Um, mm-hmm. See what the Warriors can do, and it's like the hey man, people people down Golden State. Yeah, I don't know why, man. Golden. I don't know like, why. Like I'm saying, I don't know why. Like y'all, y'all tripping. Like, bro, Steph coming back. He's coming back. And yeah. in my opinion, yeah. Golden State. I, my my finals prediction was Golden mm-hmm. State Miami, and I'm sticking mm-hmm. with that pick. Sticking with it, okay. I'm still okay. confident in that pick. Like my okay, Miami and Golden. State, Probably two of my favorite teams to watch because they just play the yeah. right way every single night. They know how to get their looks offensively, and then Steph is just fun to watch because he can go nuclear mm-hmm. every anytime he wants. Um, I mean, obviously you have Phoenix to worry about, but if Golden State faces Memphis, I know Memphis is beating them a few times this year, but I'm picking Golden State. The only team I'm picking against Golden State is Phoenix, and I will mm. still pick Golden State to win that series. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like Ja what he's done this season, but. I just don't think that the Memphis Grizzlies as a unit have enough playoff experience for me to be sold on what they can do, you know, and make a run. But they're going to make they're going to make a noise. But um, I just think that the Mavs are going to be a tough matchup for anybody um, simply because of Luka and what Luka brings, not even with the scoring, but just his presence alone and spreading the court out and getting everybody else shots, man, it's going to be hard to beat the Mavs four times. Um, I think the only team that I can say that nobody should be worried about is the Jazz because the Jazz, they don't even like each other. So, yeah, I, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, they should have had a match this past Sunday um, because apparently they hate each other. Um, 
Oh man, mean, it was like I, Gary I, Payne the second on Rudy, and Davin Mitchell just stares uh, Rudy Gobert down. Yeah, it's like, bro, <laughs> if I was if I was teammates with the guy who started COVID, I, I probably would feel the same way. <laughs> Understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I I would hate him too. Now back to playing. We we went off on a tangent. All right, playing's cool, right? Now apparently, Mr. Baldhead Man Adam Silver. It's talking about making some quote unquote adjustments to the plan. We all know what that means. Maybe an expansion of the plan. If you expand the plan any further, it's not even going to be playoffs anymore. It's just going to be yeah. an extension of the regular season. And I, the playoffs should be the most exclusive thing. It, it's fine the way it is. We, it's no fine where changes, it is. Don't, don't do no, no much. More. Don't please. do more. Like that. Please. That's where it kind of gets a little like no. Like for example, like if you if you extend it to what twelve teams, like this is where the argument against the plan comes. For example, best team in the West has twenty nine wins. Like, what are we doing here? So no, wins. ten is no. good. Ten, you're actually kind of pushing it with ten, but we'll leave it yeah. at ten. Uh, no, please, Adam, don't extend it. And then it it, it makes no, me upset because all right, think about it as a seven and eighth. You did what you had to do in the regular season. To, like the to Timberwolves, get a, they have 45 the wins and they might right. miss the playoffs. So you're telling me if I lose to a 34-win team, I can't go to play? Nah. I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not trying to hear that. That's, that's BS, man. That's bogus. That's bogus. I think the play-in should be limited to 10 teams. And honestly, it shouldn't even be unless it's, like, super close. Like, the East. Like, you got the Hawks and the Nets are right right at each other's head. Like, they're 41 and 38. And then like, Charlotte's one game back. Yeah, like, that yeah. right there, I get it, right? But when you – look how far – like, the Knicks and the Wizards, they yep. shouldn't be – No. 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 No way. No way. Um, let's get off of basketball. Let's go back to Saturday and Sunday night. Uh, we were texting throughout uh, night one and night two. Yep. What was your favorite night? Night one or night two of WrestleMania? Night one was probably better. Actually, I think yeah. it was better. Because mm-hmm. uh, night one, off the top of my head, the only match that was like, really skippable was the Ronda match. Mm-hmm. It was too long, and I, it, the, the build was weird. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really in for that match anyway. But like, every other match, for the most part on night one, was at least watchable. You feel me? Yeah. Blame that tag match to start. Because I know Boo, like, Taurus Patel, oh, yeah, or, or, or whatever. Yeah. 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 So. Oh. Sorry, I just got an alert. The Sixers is listed as ineligible to play tomorrow's game in Toronto. So that, oh, wow. Philly might be screwed. Because I mean, of what? COVID? I'm assuming it's because it, they said ineligible to play. So I'm assuming it's because of COVID. Hmm. They're running out of time. He has to, like, I think he has to be right, vaccinated so, by the end of this week. Yeah, because the the Nets, they don't want to have to go to Toronto. I mean, no, Philly. From Matisse, uh, Matisse I, yeah, Philly. no, no, yeah. no, no. I know, I know that. No, I'm just, I was like thinking oh, to okay. about Kyrie. It was yeah. like the Nets yeah, don't want yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to go to Toronto. The Nets have to go to Toronto. They're, they're screwed, too. They're screwed, yeah. Yeah, now, that's tough, though. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. My bad. Sorry to get off track there. No, nah, um, no, nah, because I mean that's a big thing though. Like, that's a big thing. Like in the NFL, we didn't see COVID. Um, you know, yeah. things like that actually mattered. Like, okay, you might get it, but your vaccination status didn't matter. But when you got guys going and can't go into other buildings, that's a problem. You yeah. Know? So yikes, yikes. That's that's tough. I mean, I, I'm again. It's just the wording. The wording of ineligible. It's like yeah. personal, yeah. They, if it was a personal reason, they would have said it, not ineligible. Right. We we know but what's going on. We we know it's yeah. We know what's going on. Um, yeah. But back to mania. Um, the Sasha Ronda match, not Sasha Ronda match. Um, the Bianca Becky match. That oh, one was yeah. really good. Uh, yeah, that was Bianca had, a, Bianca had a great entrance, and that was that was just mm. a really good match. Uh, mm. Seth and Cody after match was probably my favorite match of the entire show. Night one and two. Uh, 
But Night One was just fun, and then you have Steve Austin. Steve Austin took a legit bump on the. Co- oh man, that was fun. Yeah, that was, that was great. That was great. I, and I didn't, I didn't know how they were going to make that a match. Like you know, because they built it as just a KO show before the main yeah. event. I was like, it has to be a match. Like, it has to be a match. Like you can't yeah. end with Ronda, and like no, you can't leave no. that sour taste in my mm-hmm. mouth. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I understood why the Bianca and um, Becky match was so high on the card because. We everybody knew which match was going to be better, man. It's like you couldn't go from that to the Stone Cold match. It's like it would be everybody would have been too high still. Everybody would have been too high. Yeah, like yeah, you had to have something to, calm to kind of settle down. the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Because that I like I told you, I told you I turned the UNC game on. I should like, <laughs> I, I, I should have done that. The hell out of here! I'm gone. <laughs> I'm not watching this. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, I think the Becky and um, Bianca match was that's that's still my match of the night, uh, match of the weekend. Honestly, man, um, just because of how everybody was so pissed off of what happened at SummerSlam, and we kind of, I honestly lost my faith on how they were going to bring that uh, back. Gonna, and, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so like you look already, at how they handled Drew, for example. I think mm-hmm. I might text you this. Like Drew went from. Being and, a legit man, inventor, freaking yeah, being in a mid card feud yeah. with happy, yeah. So like, yeah. I'm like, I was definitely worried. But one of the things that, like, for example, I don't want to start like in WWE beef because I don't understand mm-hmm. how people just can't like both or both. just watch yeah. both. Which that's yeah. stupid. But one thing AEW does consistently better is their long, long story, long term storylines, storytelling. Mm-hmm. WWE told a really good long term long term story. Shit, I'm yeah. wording. Um, with the Bianca thing, and there was was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think if Becky had won, it would have. I mean, it was still going to be a good match. That was yeah. Bianca's moment for the second show. Yeah. I mean, she's put on bangers back to back years at Mania. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I don't understand how people can be upset about this because, like. I heard, like, the most thing I've read, like, on Twitter, like, the most dumbest thing is, like, oh, my gosh, she had a moment last year. So what? So what? So what? So what? Ha- allow her to have multiple because that's what she deserves. She's one of the best in the ring, and and, and she proves it time and time again. And her and Becky, they they put on a show. They man. put on a show. They put on a show. It rivals them. I, I, think, I think Bianca's match with uh, Sasha last year, Manny, was a little bit mm. better. But I mean, they still like, tore the show down. I don't know. I don't know. This match might have been better. This match might have been better, man. They they killed like the the KOD to win it was crazy. Like that was probably the one of the best ones I've ever seen. She got yeah. all of that. Like all that. you know, um, and and Becky playing the heel this go round, it, it made me like her heel work has been really good because I genuinely genuinely disliked her over this feud, and I love Becky Lynch, but. Her work in this feud has been good. I, I ended up like genuinely not liking her, and it's mm-hmm. like she did that, bro. Like, and in her interviews, like she told people that this was going to be a match that was going to steal the show, and she didn't lie. She, she did not lie. lie. Um, enjoyed. I love seeing Cody back. That was great. When the lights went out, I was a little nervous. I thought oh, they I... about to bring uh, Mark's old <laughs> ass down there. I didn't want to see that. <laughs> Nobody wanted. Then, then when the lights went out on night two, I said his old ass better still had a tuck to him. <laughs> If you come out with a leather and a and a hat on, I'm going to jump in there and handle it myself. All right. Oh but, man, I, I was more worried about like Shane or something. I was like, bro, I oh, no. no, 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 that would have been it. I'd have canceled Peacock and told them all my money back. Because all my money back. Still glad they didn't match because Seth is Seth. But like, but we, still, we, we bro, know everybody would have disappointed. Right? We, we would have been, been disappointed. Hurt, We'd have been right. hurt. We'd have been hurt. Um, night two. Wait, really quickly, uh, before you get into night two, I know a lot of, and it's more like AEW people, again, mm-hmm. who like just hate WWE and are pro to AEW or whatever. They're really upset with Cody's pre- uh, presentation, and it's like literally mm-hmm. the same. I think it's genius from WWE. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because well, why change it? If why they change broke, it? don't fix it. Right. Why not? This is, this is the version of Cody Rose that he wanted, man. This is what he wanted. And to have that same version of him on a grander stage, you know, at the grander stage, why not, man? Why not? I wasn't disappointed. And that pop I, he I, got. Oh, yeah, my gosh, man, that come pop. On, yeah. Come on, man. I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's happy. And, and like you said, man, that man got a family to feed, man. 
He got money. He got money to make, and and I feel like he thought that things weren't um, correctly ended with WWE, which is correct. You know, what I mean, the way he went out wasn't the best, one of the best of terms for everything to come full circle for him to leave the business and essentially, you know, re, like grow up and then come back is reinvent you know, himself. Yeah, yeah, reinvent himself. Yeah, I, I give him all the credit in the world, and it's like. People were upset about what he said about the um, the matches in AEW. And, you know, they say, you know, bro, he had three matches with Kenny outside of AEW. Why would he wrestle him again there? There's no need yeah. to. We had seen that match already. You know what I'm saying? So I understood the jump. I guess they're hurt because he left. Get over it. Seek employment. Um, the man is fine. The man's feeding his family, and I'm excited to see what happens next. I think he might be the wrong, the one to dethrone Roman. I think it'll be that would be the wrong I, move I, to I, me. I, who will do it? Who will do it? I, I, now maybe that's the problem. They booked themselves into a corner. We don't know because like, like all the guys. I was thinking of this myself the other day. I'm like all the guys that like at least the older or like veteran guys, if you will, that I would have been okay with beating Roman. He's already faced like. If yeah. Cena, Cena had beat Roman, I would have been cool. If Cena would have beat him at SummerSlam, I would have been, been fine. Right. If boom, Edge had done it. 17. 17. 17. Yep. It, it, made, it would have made sense. But now it, it's like. Like, he already faced Edge. He already faced Kevin Owens like four times. He already faced. Mm-hmm. I guess you could do Seth over again, but I don't think Seth beating him would make no, sense. Making sense. It's going to have to but be The Rock then. I don't think that match needs a title. It doesn't nope. need the title because I think if you put the title on the line of that match, it makes it so much more predictable. Unless, yeah. unless Rock is like going on one last like legit run. Because I said um, Rock and Cena too didn't need a belt. It didn't I don't need know a belt. Why. That didn't it, need a belt, but it, and it, it just made it more predictable. Yeah. yeah, we knew we knew that man. It, it didn't need a belt. It didn't need a belt um, because uh, it just didn't. Why they could have just, just ran it why. back? Yeah, just run it back. Yeah. And, like, for the Roman thing, I'll say this. It does, like, whoever it is, when whoever finally beats Roman, they're going to be a legit megastar when they beat Roman. Yeah, yeah. So don't have it be, you know, random-ass part-timer or whatever. Have it be somebody somebody who's going to carry the title. Who's going to carry the title. Like, if Drew did it, that could be, like, you have to build Drew back up. I don't think, like, Drew fresh up (sighs) dealing with Happy Corbin and shit could do it. But, like, if you build Mm. Drew back up, he could be somebody who can do it. Um, again, Seth could, but yeah, I just don't yeah. like the idea of having Cody do it because Cody's already an established star. It's, uh, if you mm-hmm. don't believe me, look at the pop he got in Mania. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and um, I like the Roman and Brock match. Um, you know, I think Roman may have really hurt himself, and that's why they cut it short. That's what they're um, saying, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I wasn't opposed to the match. Uh, I, I really did think at one point Brock could have won or would have won. Um, but I mean, listen, man, Roman is that guy right now. Why, you know, why not stop riding his heater, bro? He hasn't been pinned since In two years. December of 2019. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't even think Cena got a run like that. Yeah. Triple H didn't even get a run like Triple that. Triple like, H didn't get a run. This is yeah. wild, bro. This is wild, and he's not burying anybody. He hasn't buried anybody. He's beaten them. Like beaten it, them. it just makes sense for him to beat. Like imagine if the streak was still alive. This could have been somebody. With, if Roman right now it took the streak out, it would have made sense the same way it made sense in 2014 when Brock did it. Because if Brock, when Brock did that, after that, Brock was that guy. But you brought back Brock, Brock back in to be that guy to re-legitimize the business. And to beat the hell out of people. So I didn't understand why people were so confused when he beat old ass Mark at WrestleMania. Bro, Mark was done already. Brock had to put send him on his way. Understand what I'm saying? I just I was rewatching that match earlier. I'm just like, bro, look at look at this man. And Taker, bro. he like let's be grateful, I think. I'm not saying you weren't, but like Taker, the run he had of like great matches at Mania. Yeah. Like yeah. Bat- Batista at Mania 23, mm-hmm. that banger with Edge at 24. Mm-hmm. Probably two of the greatest Mania matches ever with with uh, HBK back to back years. Mm-hmm. The two Triple H matches, a very underrated CM Punk match in Mania twenty nine. Like Taker had like his banger twenty one banger oh, yeah, and Mania and against Randy at twenty one. Randy, Randy at twenty one. If they cut it short, that, right, that it was still a banger to do it. If they if they cut the streak short right there at thirteen, 
and had Randy beat him at 21, that would have made sense too. I mean, come on, it's a legend killer. Yeah. And Randy was already on the, you know, on he had already won the belt. This right there would have sent him into space if he ever yeah. took the streak at 21. But yeah, I understood so. keeping it going throughout the next decade. It made sense. And um, it made sense for the end with Brock because it's like if he if, if Taker beats Brock at 30, everything that Brock were to do after wouldn't have would made have happened. Yeah, would it wouldn't have would happened. Like he yeah. the, the Cena match, being the champion. Oh my gosh, up, he just it, pretty much yeah, squashed beat the hell Cena. Out of Cena, bro. Yeah. yeah, like that doesn't happen without beating Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um but all in all man, night two was cool. The Pat match is great. Everything about that was Pat involved. match was great. Oh my! Johnny Austin Nash Theory sold fun. the shit out oh, of that stunner. Oh my stunner. god, that was that was the craziest, one of the craziest sells. I couldn't seen. start laughing. I couldn't stop laughing I couldn't, yo, when yeah. Vince. I thought Vince died. Yo, I thought he I, crumbled. Bro, I thought Vince broke his legs, bro. I thought he broke his legs, bro. Oh, that like yeah, I couldn't stop that laughing about it. Uh, Pat, if I hike, you want to see Pat like full time? He's good, yeah, dude. Bro, he's, and he's over. He's, he's over, so without, over without doing anything. He's just without doing camp. anything, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't have a gimmick. His gimmick is like I know, like I'm, a lot I'm of wrestlers are like right. That's literally his gimmick. Like a, a lot of wrestlers are like being kayfabe and saying, "Oh, hey, like I am the gimmick or whatever." It's me. Mm-hmm. Pat is literally like literally Pat. Like Pat yeah. doesn't need a gimmick. He's him. Yeah, and he's yeah. over. Uh, oh yeah. Stone Cold summit coming out. Pat Pat was awesome. That Johnny yeah. Knoxville match. People are hating on it. That was oh, that was a ball. Funniest. I was laughing. that was so great. I was dying. I was dying watching. That it. was a ball, man. That was a ball. Um, let's damn we bro. We get to record a whole show. Matter of fact, this is probably just gonna be it for me tomorrow, bro. I <laughs> I didn't expect us to run this long. We we just did a whole show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now I don't have to do anything else tonight. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. This, bro, look at this. 47 minutes and some change. Oh, yeah, this is a, yeah, this is episode 176. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and put the intro on this one in the outro, and that's it. This is it, man. People are gonna get this one, man. Uh, so I appreciate you coming through. Um, really uh, quick, uh huh. Go ahead. What were your thoughts on the Edge AJ match? Oh, bro, I told you they almost put me to sleep. Yeah, I forgot. I you told you, that. I was. I thought I it was, was very disappointing. I thought it was good. I just felt it like it was a good it wrestling match. It didn't get to like that third gear. Like it was yeah. stuck at like two yeah. and a half. Like I was like, that's probably since Edge has been back. That's the oldest he's looked. I was looking at him like, damn, this guy's old as hell in his ring right that's now. That's probably true. Like because like, you think back, like that Mania match with Roman, like he looked great. He looked great. I think that also might just be like the new character. You think that be, that could be the new character yeah, too? Yeah, that changed his wrestling style. Ch- a little yeah, bit. yeah, maybe. Yeah, which I like. The entrance was crazy. Oh, the entrance I, was I, great. I the, the entrance was great. I'm um, excited to see what happens with him and his new stable and everything. Like, hopefully, it doesn't fizzle out because you know Vince hates stables. So, yeah. for him to be doing this is surprising. So we'll see, man. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I thought that match for it, the, the build for it to be so good that that match did disappoint me. Yeah, especially like people are like we so high expectations for it. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it wasn't a bad match. It's like it started off well, like for a wrestling match rather, and then mm-hmm. it gets to that second gear at some point during the match, and you're just like, okay, we're just like stuck waiting. I felt. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, like my girlfriend was even like she didn't like this match. I was like, hey, me either, <laughs> me either, yeah. buddy. I'm not rolling either. Like. Yeah, I, I I wasn't I wasn't too excited about that. Yeah, was not. But I'm um, all in all, man. If this was a solid WrestleMania. I'm gonna make it my business to get out to LA. Out, excuse me, out to Inglewood next year to SoFi <laughs> and see that I, I gotta be on my way out there because I've oh, been dying sure. to get to a Mania, man. And for them to be at MetLife twice in the last what ten years, and for me not to go up the road and see that, right, that's a problem for me. Yeah. So I gotta make it my business to get out west. And hopefully I'll have another reason outside the uh, outside of Mania. Hopefully I get to you know, Lakers won't be too too bad, so I can do a double trip. Yeah, and you gotta go see the Chargers, man. You gotta go see the Chargers. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go out to SoFi. So yeah, because yeah, I'm trying out. to go to um, Green Bay this season. So that's my goal. This Don't we get to the? I don't think so. I might be tripping. Uh, no, we play the Rams. 
Ah, let me see. No, we played. Yeah, we have we haven't played UPS in a couple of years, right? Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while. It's been a while. I, I think the last time we played you guys was um at the in Green State. Bay, and we no. I, uh, you know what? You're right. It probably was uh at StubHub or whatever. Yeah, but I do I remember like we like of, we, they beat the hell out of us. Yeah, we yeah we beat the hell out of y'all. Yep, yeah, that was the game. Tay came back from injury, and Rogers trying to freaking force it to him the whole game. It's like, bro, stop. Yeah, I'm glad he's gone. I'm still, yeah, I'm glad he's gone. I'm gl- I'm sorry, bro. I like, I'm dog. Like now it's like okay, finally he can he look all over the field again. Because never mind, I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm just matter of fact, let's wrap this up before I get angry. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> thank you for stopping by, man. I really appreciate giving me get, appreciate you giving me your time. Um is there anything you, you want to plug, get out get off your chest before you get out of here, go ahead and do it. Uh, nah, man. Appreciate you for having me on. It's been really fun talking to you, man. Yes, sir. All right, bro. I'll be talking to you. Um, yeah, I'll probably text you after this and let you know how we did. I appreciate you for stopping by again. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Sean Davis. Um, go follow him on Twitter. Go follow his podcast. This guy does good work. Um, good young man in the business. Appreciate working with your brother. Absolutely. All right, man. Okay. So that's it, man. That's all I got for you guys this week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'll be back next week. Um, probably maybe earlier in the week. I'll see how you know what my new schedule's like. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for bearing with me. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Eric Lines TV, um, at Electrified Pod. Follow me on TikTok at Electrified Edits. Um, April should be a good month, man. Got some things planned, so make sure you guys stay with me. Um, after I appreciate all the support, man, through 176 episodes. Um, we're on the road to 200 still, man. We're still on the road to 200. So stay with me. Shout out to everybody who's been with me from the start. And for the 176th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.